0: Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we delve into the darkest recesses of the internet to find something interesting or even comprehensible.
1: I'm Matt Heron. I'm Mononymous Jeff.
2: I'm Louisa Heron. We did it.
1: Yep, it's true. Is
0: it? You gotta celebrate
2: the small victories like uh, correctly starting a podcast.
1: But, well, yeah. we specifically we,
0: didn't correctly start- No, we start- did!
2: <laughs> We're looking forward and not back now. <laughs> I mean, okay.
0: listen, everything is, everything is correct if you edit it right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's true. I'm not mm-hmm. going to- <laughs> I understand, but like the definition for correctly starting the podcast uh kind of depends on correctly editing it and if you don't then, you know, we we still did a we did the thing, we just did extra, I guess is my point. Yeah, and yeah, we're do- above and beyond
2: is what we're doing.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. we did it right and wrong. We're yeah. really we're <laughs> really knocking it out of the park today.
1: <laughs> We've got this is the
2: platonic l- ideal of a podcast.
1: <laughs> no matter how I edit it, the show is how it was supposed to be and therefore it's correct.
0: It's true. And that once true, it's yeah. done and released, it can never be changed.
1: Is that true? Yeah, I guess I that's mean, true.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> but <laughs> either way, <laughs> <clears throat> once it's out there, you know, that it always was there at that moment. It always will have been out there. Yep, it's true. God. It's a very low-energy day today, huh?
2: Yeah, it's super cloudy.
0: <sighs> yeah, I, it's very gray and drizzly.
2: I have a curtain that doesn't block light, but it... It doesn't block all light, but it blocks a lot of light. And when I woke up, I thought it was like 6 because it was so dark, but it was already 8.30. Whoops. It's mm. too long. Yep. I don't like it.
1: Yeah, I, um, I've taken... Like, two naps today already, because I started a, a new medicine called Vralar, which absolutely sounds like a dragon's name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it, I thought maybe, like, a Star Trek alien race. Yeah, the, the Vralar are invading the Delta Quadrant. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and they're just so sleepy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um, the Raylar are,
2: are uh, invading your nuclei nucle- nope, <laughs> your synapses.
1: <laughs> there you go. Okay,
0: uh, <laughs> nuclear uh, synapses. <laughs> yeah, my <that's- laughs>
1: my D three and D two receptor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I I'm supposed to I was supposed to start two medicines at once, this one and another one that would make me not sleepy. Uh, but the mm-hmm. other one got held up by insurance, so I think I'm going to stop taking this one until that other one comes through. That
2: did you? I steamrolled over it because I was thinking about jokes. But did That's you fine. say that you took two naps today already? And it is yes.
1: Fun? That uh, is kind of amazing. Yeah, no, it, it feels bad though. I don't like it. Um, Am
0: I the only person still trying to come up with good jokes about D-receptors? <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> receiving receiving D? You yeah, know? the D3 and D2 receptors. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my failure of hands the internet and... Today. What?
2: <laughs> the big failure of the internet nowadays is if you say vitamin yeah. D, no one makes a joke anymore. They're like, yeah, vitamin mm. D,
1: like from milk and uh, uh-huh. it's true. yeah, Ministers. it's an all- you got it. It's activated I... by the sun. It's not a joke.
0: You know how there are certain things that are so terrible when they are a thing, and then after they are a thing, like, and everyone has stopped caring about them, they become extremely funny, like Borat quotes. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> I feel like referring, uh, like saying me-
1: that you'll become the Joker. <laughs>
0: Uh, I don't think we're there yet, but yes, eventually that will be the case. That
1: movie instantly became a funny, outdated movie meme to me. Like, before it <laughs> even released. yes, but yeah, the society, no. <laughs> uh, the society definitely. that we live in? Yeah.
2: Do we live in one?
1: Yeah, we well... do. I've heard. <laughs> anyway,
0: um... I feel like referring to penises as the d is is a
1: funny throwback slang these days. Yes, yeah. I agree. I, I- agree with that. I'm kind of sad that uh Tenacious D and referring to penises as the D didn't have a lot of temporal crossover. Yeah,
0: especially because Jack Black loves dick jokes more than maybe anyone on Earth.
1: Yeah, and, like, they have a song where they announce themselves as being the D, and they say that over and over, but, like, I don't think it's it's not presented like a dick joke and I never thought of it that way when hearing that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, missed opportunities.
1: Yeah. If you had a
2: time machine, that's what you'd go back and change.
1: Yeah, I'd be like, Mr. Black, please, you have to understand, a few years after you make this song, we're gonna start (laughs) calling penises the D. So you have to... (laughs) Wait. You have to wait (laughs) to release it.
2: (laughs) Uh,
1: great Uh, good stuff yep uh and then i'll wake up seth mcfarlane for his flight so that he doesn't miss it (laughs) wait
0: (laughs) was (laughs) there was there a plane crash that seth mcfarlane should have been in yes he had a
1: flight on the uh morning of september 11th 2001 that he uh woke up late for and it was one of them it was one of those ones oh man he sucks (sighs) that's I think that's a little too mean to him, but uh, that's the standard funny joke people make when they talk about having a time machine, (laughs) (laughs) is it? I've
0: literally never heard it before, but okay. Uh, Yeah, people is that is that a joke in Bill and Ted (laughs) Three?
1: I didn't see that yet. Is it any good?
0: I haven't seen it either. I, I feel either, I've heard it's very good. I need to prepare myself by watching one and two again. Yeah.
2: Mm. I haven't I, seen two in forever. They were they were robots. I just remember that the other day. I was like, oh yeah, yeah
1: they're yeah they
0: they die and go to hell, right? Mm-hmm. There's three versions of them in that movie. There's the them. There's the evil them, and then there's the good robot them. <laughs>
1: christ that's yeah, a great I,
0: movie actually
1: <laughs> i i saw that one like only as a child um mm-hmm. i have seen the first one like as an adult since and i think that it genuinely holds up uh except for mm-hmm. a couple distasteful moments yes um but you know it it was the late 80s or early 90s whenever that movie came out, so...
2: I think the problem the- with the second is that it is so different from the first, which is good, because usually a sequel just rehashes the first movie, and that's no good. Yeah. And this is very innovative and creative, and I think that's why people like it now. But when you're like, I want to see my pals Bill and Ted again, and then that movie comes out, <laughs> you're like, what the fuck
0: is this? The thing is, though, so much of the premise of Bill and Ted 1 is about, like two idiots who are so stupid that they don't know what to do with a time machine. Yes. (laughs) And that's great, that's very funny, but you can't do it again, because they'll be like, well, we did the one thing we could think of with a time machine, I guess we just won't do anything else. So I appreciate that they were like, oh, okay, I guess now we'll have them (laughs) travel through, like, metaphilosophical concepts of the afterlife.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, I mean, it's good, but it's so different, is the thing. I I like that that movie is presented as extremely stupid, but it is, like, one of the more uh, consistent time travel movies out there. (laughs) Yeah, I think...
0: I I genuinely wonder if the people who wrote that movie did it because they were like, well, we want to make a movie that is like a good, accurate representation of how time travel would probably work. But in order to do that, we need to have the people who are doing it be so incompetent that they can't completely fuck any kind of plot we would have.
1: Yeah.
2: I kind of like that. I like the idea of coming up with a very... um uh, high-minded sci-fi or fantasy concept, and then being like, what if you just had regular people dealing with this? So you have these rules, but then yeah. it's just regular people? I think that's always pretty good.
0: Yeah, It is, and there's there's a um, Chris O'Dowd indie time travel movie. Have you guys seen it or heard of it? Do you know what I'm talking about? I've heard of it, but have What's seen the it. title? Ooh, I wish I could remember. I'll have to look it up. But um, it was like a BBC thing, and it was about... Uh, hold on, I can't type and talk at the same time. <laughs> time travel movie. Frequently asked questions about time travel. Oh, that's a good oh, right, title. Right, right. Yep. Um, and basically it's about uh, three guys who find a time portal in the bathroom of their favorite bar, uh, and just like try to travel back in time to make their night work out the right way, and they end up screwing up the timeline and stuff. It's pretty fun. It's a pretty good movie, and it's similarly, like, what normal people would do if they encountered time travel in their everyday lives.
1: Mm. I like a good time travel comedy. I think that's the ideal thing to do with a time travel movie.
2: Yeah. I actually really liked Hot Tub Time Machine. (laughs) Same. It was a really good movie.
0: (laughs) I, I liked most of it, but some of the, like, extremely pure jokes in it. I was just like, why did you have to do this? And also, yeah. I feel like, wasn't Rob Corddry extremely heavily involved in that? Because I think that's his style. And even though yeah. I think Rob Corddry is funny, every time I see him, I'm like, okay, here comes, like,
1: the vilest cum joke I've ever <laughs> heard. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, did you see the sequel? Hot Tub Time Machine 2?
2: No, Um, I heard it was disappointing, so I haven't seen it, but I kind of want to.
1: It's pretty funny, except there's one weird thing in it where it seems like the people who made it forgot that, uh, Craig Robinson didn't stay in the past in the first movie. (laughs) And so they, they've like, he has a career where like he, uh, wrote a bunch of songs that came out in like the 90s that were huge hits. Uh, But, like, he comes back to the present at the end of the first movie. I guess they were just like, "Mm, I guess it would be funnier if we pretended he didn't.
0: No, no, no. Wait. In the first movie, he writes down the songs that he knows are famous later so that when he goes back to the present, the version of him that is alive in the, the past will have them.
2: He gives them to his younger self, is that right? Yes, Am I exactly. Right? Okay. The
0: way that the way the movie works is that they mm-hmm. don't actually travel back in time, they inhabit the bodies of themselves as younger men. Right.
2: Which is also a pretty high concept, which I like. Yes, yeah, I, and I, I
0: Craig like Robinson immediately says, "Oh well, I'm going to write down all the pop songs for the next hundred years or whatever—not hundred years, obviously, thirty <laughs> years. <laughs> uh, but what if <laughs> uh, And
1: then
0: when I when I go back to the present, like my younger self will have all of these.
1: I guess I was confused because one of them does stay in the past. Yes,
0: that is true, <laughs> but I don't remember which one.
1: I think Rob Corddry. Uh, that makes that sense. sounds
2: right. I don't remember this movie as well as I thought I did."
1: Yeah, I clearly didn't either, since I've been upset about that non-existent plot (laughs) hole for years and years.
2: But I love that it's uh, this this, uh, gross-out humor time-travel movie, but then really it's like just an 80s comedy set at a ski lodge, which is exactly
1: what I would be interested in seeing. Yep. Yep. (sighs) What'd you do this week, Matt? Uh,
0: So I began watching the new Netflix original series, The Haunting of Bly Manor. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Have you guys watched any of it?
1: I watched nope. the first episode um, because I'm bad at watching shows, but I do want to watch the rest of it because I love that uh, first season.
0: Yeah, so for anyone who doesn't know, this is a... Technically, it's not the second season, it's like a new thing, but it's made by the same people who made The Haunting of Hill House, that was the Netflix series from last year, and it has most of the same cast, so it's kind of like a second season of that show, but it's uh completely different, and Netflix is calling it season one of The Haunting of Bly Manor.
2: That's kind of what that... um American Horror Story did, right? A little yes, bit. It's,
0: it's very similar to that in terms of how they're doing it. It's just being named differently. So. It's,
1: it's interesting because when they first announced it, they took the listing for Haunting of Hill House and renamed it The Haunting and put mm-hmm. Season 1 was titled The Haunting of Hill House. And right. then, now that it's been released, they've been like, actually, never mind. These get two separate entries on Netflix.
0: That's I weird. bet they'll combine them eventually just for ease of navigation, but mm. since it's new, I think they want to make it be like, look at this new thing you've never watched for people who haven't watched the first season. Also,
2: Netflix, whatever their algorithm is, is so fucked up because I love Great British Bake Off and I always watch it and I have it saved in Netflix as something that I have uh, given the thumbs up to. But I didn't watch The first episode of the most recent season within the first, like, two days when it was all over Netflix. And then when I went to watch it, like, three days later, I had to actually type it into the search bar because it wasn't (laughs) under any of the, like, top things, top things for you, things you might want to watch again. None of it. It was completely gone.
0: I wonder if they do that because they know that, like, the stuff you really care about you will search out, so they want to try to shove the stuff that you don't care about down your throat.
2: I guess that's probably true. I hate it, though. It seems to always happen. When I go to yeah. look for something that I know I've seen in the listing, it's just not in the listing anymore. Yeah. Ugh.
0: uh So anyway, ha- Haunting of Bly Manor uh, is just like season one was based on the Shirley Jackson book, The Haunting of Hill House. <laughs> this one is based on the Henry James book, The Turn of the Screw, um, which is a famous... 1800s ghost story. Do you guys know this story?
1: Uh, I know
2: of it. I yeah. do not really know the plot, though.
1: I only so, heard of it because of uh, this adaptation. And also, it actually... Uh, there was a yeah a movie that came out in yeah. January of this year that adapted it in modern day.
0: <laughs> there have been, like... 40 movies of this story. There was one a couple years ago that was pretty good with the the main woman from Downton Abbey as the um main character, mm. the the like governess. Ugh. Anyway, uh it's a ghost story. I guess I won't spoil it if you guys don't know how it ends, but it's a ghost story about a woman who goes to uh take care of a couple of kids in a manner, and she finds out that the previous governess had drowned herself after her lover had left her uh, pregnant and alone, mm-hmm. um, and the kids are acting super weird from, like, the second she shows up, and she doesn't know why, but anyway, what's good. really good about the book and the movies that are, like, faithful adaptations of the book is that you are never a 100% sure if there are actual ghosts or if... Mm -hmm. people are, like, the fact that people believe there are ghosts is causing them to act weird.
2: Okay, because when I read about The Haunting of Hill House, I read Mm -hmm. that in the book, there is nothing definitive, actually, but a lot of adaptations try to say one way or the other that there is something definitive.
0: Yes, and the show did that. The show was like, there are ghosts, (laughs) like... Oh. there's no denying these ghosts are here doing shit um, I've watched four episodes of The Haunting of Bly Manor and so far while there have been visuals that indicate there are ghosts there haven't been any interactions between the real characters and the ghost characters mm. which implies that maybe that's just all in their heads I love
1: that stuff
0: <laughs> and what the first season did really well was they had um, a lot of things where in the background there would be just, like, extras dressed up as ghosts just hanging out, uh, and you wouldn't necessarily pick up on them, but it gave you this sense of, like, always being watched- Um and that was only for like scenes that took place in the haunted house, so it gave you this feeling of unease when you were in when the the scenes were taking place in the house. Mm -hmm. Um and they're doing that again this season, but I kinda wish that I didn't know that they did that in season one, because when I watched season one, I didn't notice until the end and I was like, oh shit, but now I'm like, oh, how could anyone possibly miss this like World War One soldier standing in the doorway?
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's something that's uh, been... Uh, getting into my head because they say um, about that about that show, about that series, that there's always uh, things to be seen in the background. Yeah. So what Netflix does is if you leave it paused, it goes to screensavers, which are just like title cards of a show. And then it's a static image, but elements of the image will slowly drift in different directions. So it's like kind of something to look at visually, but you don't need to focus on it. Yeah. And when the one for Bly Manor comes up, I'm always like, there's fucking, there's gotta be like a thing in the background here somewhere. <laughs> and I don't think they're actually all is <clears throat> even time. better.
0: that's even more haunting if you think about it (laughs) um so the show is extremely good and i think that the the story of the turn of the screw is also very good so i'm very excited to watch the rest of the show and now i will take a shit on it um yeah get it
1: get it (laughs) sass
0: so it is set in england i think mainly because it's it's set in the 80s as well um weird i i think the idea of like uh A man in the 80s having a country estate where his niece and nephew live and are taken care of by servants in the U.S. seems weird and insane. But in England, we're like, yeah, okay, that seems like the way it is. Um, You think it's
2: because of Stranger Things? I'm just wondering, for the 80s connection.
0: Um, I'm not sure. So the, the whole show is... In a framing device of being told as a ghost story in modern day by... Carla Gugino. <laughs>
2: Weird. Okay.
0: Um, And we don't know how Carla Gugino is connected to the 80s story. Mm. If she was there, or if she just heard about it, or whatever. Um, Could she
2: be one of the kids? I don't know anything, so that's not a spoiler. But I'm trying to think about timelines and stuff.
1: Uh, uh, probably not. Carla Yeah, she's Gugino, like 60. So she, she'd I have don't know to what be. they're trying
2: to tell you.
1: Yeah. She's, <laughs> an, she's an older lady, and also they put her in a very bad gray wig to be like no she's oh, okay. old yes um, um the, the movie that came out this year was set in 1994 um which is weird too. Inter- yeah i guess they just want it to be like recent but no cell phones
2: yeah that sucks
1: yeah um i, feel I think like that-
2: filmmakers just have to get over it and realize that cell phones do exist and you just have to work with it
0: i do think that a part of why they're doing it in the eighties is because the eighties, like weird neoconservatism, especially in England, had a similar oppressive feel to it that like the industrial revolution of the, that the book was set in did mm-hmm. in terms of like, there's a progressivism in terms of like hopefulness for the future, but a weird regressive streak of like shaming women for being independent mm mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah, that makes
2: sense okay
0: so i think that i mean that's it's very subtly layered in but you do get that vibe and one of the criticisms of the first season which i'm very happy that the creators took on board and and made changes about was that the entire cast was white um mm-hmm. and this season there is a an indian man there are several black women um and they are all extremely important characters and they are great so mm-hmm. uh, that's very good but again there's like sort of of a weird 80s twist to it and i feel like uh interracial relationships it no that sounds like i mean their romantic relationship uh i don't know like political dynamics in the 80s were a little different anyway mm-hmm. um so they had to set it in england to make it not seem weird that this guy hired a governess to take care of his kids at his country estate
1: mm-hmm. so the book <laughs> is set in the united states
0: no, it's set in England, but it's set in England in a time when every rich person had a country okay. estate with right. children and whatever. Um And the unfortunate thing is, all of the new cast members are actually English people, and all of the cast members that they brought over from last season are American people trying to dupe English accents. Oh, no! <laughs> Holy Christ! <clears throat> Carla Gugino's accent is the craziest thing I have ever heard in my life. It's like they didn't even hire an accent coach for this incredibly high-budget show. Why wouldn't you do that? Because... She's doing this thing where like she'll be like, Oh yes, we went to Bly Manor because we were there and we forgot to go down to the shops to get some and you're like, Are you are you Cockney? Are you like from Devon? Where what Eaton? What is this? And the guy who uh, plays good. the guy who plays Peter Quint, who is sort of the main bad guy in the original book, um, played the drug addict brother in the first season, and he was probably one of the best actors in the first season. In the second season, I've now watched several episodes of of him being one of the main characters, and I genuinely cannot tell if he's trying to do a Scottish accent or an
1: Irish <laughs> accent.
0: I cannot tell.
1: <laughs> uh, he's also quite good as the eponymous invisible man in the invisible man that came out. Yeah, I heard year. he was in that. Hmm. Um, yeah, I uh I'm disappointed to hear that he does a a bad accent job. Uh that made that main lady- the thing And this is the thing
0: that's going to drive you crazy, is that I've spoken to many people who have watched this show, like Jen and I are watching it together, I complained about this after the last time we watched, and she's like, oh, I didn't notice, and every American I've talked to didn't notice. Mm. So it might
1: be just me and Louisa who will hate this, (laughs) but I hate it so much. Uh, How did you feel about uh, Henry Thomas's accent? Which one's Henry Thomas? Uh, he's the the guy who hires the lady. Okay, the, the kid from ET. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, he did okay. I I think he probably has done the best of the Americans doing a British accent, partially because he just did it consistently, but even then there were a couple of words that he said where he just dropped into doing an American accent.
1: It's so strange to me that this director, Mike Flanagan, like, every director has an actor that they want to just put in everything, Mm -hmm. and for some reason, for Mike Flanagan, it's... The kid from E.T.
0: That's cool. That's a good gimmick. I guess, but, like... If I was a director, <sighs> mine would be Johnny Five. Yeah, that would be so much better. Can you imagine if Johnny Five... Johnny Five in
2: Death of a Salesman. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Johnny Five hiring a governess for his niece exactly. and nephew in the countryside. And
1: it's <laughs> just not commented on. Uh, he, d- he Or he plays a ghost and he says, Johnny Five isn't alive. Oh! oh
0: <laughs> that's the <laughs> reboot we've all been waiting for. <laughs> oh my
1: god. Uh, but, like, this... D- this dude plays Jack Torrance in Doctor Sleep. Like, he hired this guy who's like a D-list, decent actor, to mm-hmm. recreate one of the most iconic roles in the entire history of film. Just because, I don't know, I guess they're friends? I
0: mean, I think that, that guy did a great job in the first season of this show as the yeah, dad. he was pretty I'm good. Glad. I think he was extremely good. Um, mm. And and it's a similar role, right? Mm. Of like a dad trying to keep it together while ghosts are trying to murder his family.
1: <laughs> Come on, dad, keep it together. He slaps <laughs> well, the side of his head. I mean, that the is the he's subtext of there. all
2: of the other characters You've in got the show. man. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Don't let those ghosts talk to you.
1: <laughs> Matt, I, I want to run this past you and see if you agree with me. That main okay. actress who mostly appears as a silent crying woman in The Haunting of Hill House, yes. um, is, she has a lot more dialogue this season, and her American accent that she was born and raised with sounds extremely fake. That's
0: because she's not doing an American accent, she's doing a Midwestern accent, and I it is different,
1: and it's bad. Yeah, uh, she also, she. I don't know how to say this without it sounding like the biggest insult in the world, so I'm just going to say it, and I hope that she doesn't hear it, because uh, we all know she listens. Uh, yeah. She seems like she has way too many teeth in her head.
0: Yeah, it is a weird <laughs>
1: thing. Who is this um, I want to look
2: her at? What is her name?
1: Victoria Pedretti. Okay. Um and like you might not get it from a still image, but when she talks, it sounds a little bit like she has like a uh, Invisalign in or like Austin Powers fake teeth in.
0: Mm, interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: well,
1: I I will say something.
0: Oh, sorry. Go on.
2: I just want to say, Matt. I'm afraid. Bad news. Oliver Jackson Cohen is uh, born and raised in London.
0: What? Oliver Jackson Cohen, the actor the guy who plays Peter Quint. Okay, but he's still doing an Irish or Scottish accent, which is still not his real accent.
2: Okay. I thought you were talking about a different person. No, his, his
0: American accent in Invisible Man's pretty
1: good. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize.
0: Yeah, and in the first season of Hill House, I don't think I picked up on it. Although he
1: was on drugs a lot of the time, so... <laughs> That's true. Everyone had real wet faces in that season of TV. <laughs> so,
0: that man. is absolutely true. Um One thing that I do like about it, though, is... um In the story of The Turn of the Screw, a big part of it is... It's got kind of like a Rebecca vibe of, like, Mm -hmm. everyone in the house is like... Oh the thing yeah, the,
2: you don't talk about
0: the, well, not that, but oh. the the previous governess was so beautiful and uh-huh. glamorous and intelligent and she was great at everything and all this stuff. So this woman comes in and she's like, I'm trying my best, but I'm like these kids are completely insane and they saw their previous governess who everyone loved mer- like commit suicide in front of them, so that's not great. Um and in like a lot of the movie adaptations, because the governess is the main character, it'll be a thing where it's like, oh yes, this previous governess, this extra who only appears in flashbacks, was so glamorous, whereas you, Nicole Kidman, are so dowdy and no one cares about you. And it's like, come on. <laughs> um, but they're doing a good job in here of making Victoria Pedretti, who is a television star and an attractive young lady, uh, look like sort of dowdy and frumpy a lot of the time. Mm. Um,
1: yeah, the '80s setting does a lot of work there too. That's true. Oh,
0: those high-waisted jeans! Oh, though. Like,
1: they, <laughs> put in, oh, they put her in. They uh, put her in cropped sweaters and high-waisted jeans, such that there is no skin showing at the midriff. Well, that's uh, what the young women are doing nowadays, and
2: I hate it because I'm old and cranky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just have to start doing it, and then you'll love it because oh, it's God. you and not uh, other people. <laughs> no. That's how fashion works. You love it when you do it, and you hate it when other people do it.
2: Yeah. Then enough other people do it, and you see how bad they look, and you're like, damn it, time to change fashions. (laughs) And that's why fashion changes, I'm convinced.
0: (laughs) That makes sense.
2: I will say about Henry Thomas. Uh, I keep seeing, him in, of course, those still pictures for Blind Manor, and he does a very good job at having the sort of pained, pinched face of a rich white man who has, uh, who's landed gentry in England. So I think he fits in there.
0: Yes, he's. I think he's good. I like that he's not in it very much <laughs> because <laughs> um, uh, that kind of character. He's like an extreme alcoholic, um, mm. and that can get very tiring very quickly and so a little bit goes a long way and he's doing a great job of being slightly unlikable which is kind of what i want from that character (laughs)
1: okay uh i had to like look it up when i was watching haunting of hill house i'm like is this the same actor in a really bad gray wig it's not it's timothy hutton playing the older version of him yeah (laughs) Uh, but I guess Henry Thomas is just doing such a good job of like, they're doing each other's performances, Mm -hmm. uh, in such a, in such a believable way that I did not realize that they were different actors until I looked it up. That's good.
0: Yeah. I will say, for all that the accent coaching on this, they must have hired an accent coach, right? It would be crazy for them not to, but. that person should be fired and never hired for any job ever again um but the acting in these shows has always been great and it's great this season as well i'm thoroughly enjoying it and uh i i think the the best parts are like um the the people who are actually english the new characters this season when they are interacting with one another it's there's a lot of really heartwarming moments that i'm really enjoying well that's good okay
1: Uh I'll probably spend a bunch of time, uh, watching that today if I can manage to keep the Vreylar out of my, uh, <laughs> co- core worlds. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. That made it sound oh, horny. I didn't mean for that to sound so horny. No, it's
2: good. It sounds super dynamic. It and not like just a- that you're trying to sit on the couch and not fall asleep.
0: It sounded like the plot of a Green Lantern comic <laughs> book.
1: Oh, sweet. Yeah, that's what I want my life to sound like, actually. <laughs> All right, you poozer, What did you do this week? <laughs> uh, so I beat... Speaking of comic books, Spider-Man, the Ooh, PlayStation 4 in a game. fight? I
0: finally
2: got him. Yeah, yeah no, I have been trying to beat
1: the Spider-Man for so long. Uh, I just kept being like, uh, hey, I heard your uncle died like a big wuss, you like just he was totally crying. You just kept adding mechanical
0: arms to your body until you had 400 <laughs> yeah. mechanical arms. You're yeah.
1: bristling with arms. I was Dr. Lotsopus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Centipede. <laughs> uh... And, um, I made fun of his dead uncle a lot. He didn't like that at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had too many arms, and he could only deal with eight arms or fewer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, he's dead now. I killed Spider Man.
0: Cool. Oh, who was he under the mask?
1: Oh, damn it. Damn it! <laughs> I didn't, I didn't check. I just threw his body uh, in just... an incinerator. <laughs> yeah. Mm, we've all made that mistake. <laughs> uh, God damn
0: it. <laughs> Uh, Man. I thought... A long time ago, I was thinking about, like, concepts for if I wanted to do a fictional podcast, like, set in a fictional world. And I mm-hmm. thought it would actually be very fun to do a podcast that was, like, uh, people who are, like, supervillains meeting up and talking to each other about what they've done recently. Mm-hmm. And this is making me think maybe that was a better idea than I gave it
1: credit for. Yeah. Do, um, do, like, like, super, in set in a superhero universe, InfoWars. <laughs> i was
0: thinking more like uh like a hello from the magic tavern but set in like the uh, legion of doom or something although i guess they kind of did that a little bit with that harley quinn cartoon show mm-hmm. yeah no yeah, you have got support it
2: support groups for villains in uh wreck it ralph
0: also and uh i talk not talking Adventure about Brothers. support groups just like people hanging out <laughs>
1: Okay. Yeah, have it be, like, the the Joe Rogan experience, but, like, you only interview super beings, and mm-hmm. you yourself are, like, a retired uh, underling. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and the Riddler is in the background getting high every time, just like Joe
1: Rogan. Yeah. I've never listened to that show.
2: No, I haven't no, either. I, All I can I think of either. is uh, Mark Maron and being like, "Who? Are, so who are your guys? And yeah. then you being like, well, the other people on my team
0: are... <laughs>
1: Yes. Super yeah, movies. we're called the guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: uh, my my guys are Batman and uh, the Flash, I guess Do you mean like my teammates. Or Ooh,
2: when the Flash is on, he did not say you were one of his guys.
1: So. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, he has his own guys. His guys are like Captain Cold and Trickster, and you know that makes sense. <laughs> yeah,
0: the fact that I got beat out by Captain Boomerang stings a little. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Oh, Captain Boomerang was the worst idea for a character ever. No, I love
1: it. Boomerang's a good weapon.
0: Um, how is it a good weapon? What are you saying? That's crazy! It it gets them coming and going. It doesn't! If you hit them with it going, it doesn't come
1: back anymore. Uh, it does in the comic books. (laughs) But
0: that's not how anything
1: works! It doesn't matter. It works in the magic of fiction. (laughs) Uh, it's It's good because you throw it and miss, and the flash goes, Ha, you missed. And you go, Blimey, did I, though? And then it hits yeah. him in the back of the head. Jeff, are you the accent coach for the new season of Haunting of fly Manny? <laughs> Why? Was there an Australian character who sounded like Crocodile I Dundee? I don't know, or? Jeff. I don't know. I don't think there was supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Very good. Um... Anyway, he beat Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, that game's a lot of fun. Did you uh, have all the DLC, the city that never sleeps or whatever?
1: Yeah, I tried to start it last night, but I didn't have it downloaded, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to dip into that uh, over the course of this week. Uh, but I got 79% completion. Ooh. Uh, I did not realize that the percentage on the save file uh, was, like, your total percentage for all- collecting all the things, mm-hmm. um, because it said, like... Campaign progress seventy three percent. So I'm like, okay, so I have like about a third of the game left. But no, I was like right before the final boss fight, uh, ah. and I would have gone and just beaten it a while ago if I had realized that. Right.
2: Mm-mm.
0: Yeah, I did the I did the thing I always do in open world games where I played it all the way till the final boss fight, and then I was like, now I'm going to finish every side quest and then stop playing it and never played it again.
1: Yeah, uh, but I should go back. I like to just beat it and then go back later and do all the the side quest stuff. I think
0: I'm still in the mindset that I remember that there was a time of games that had a bunch of side quests where once you beat the final boss, it was like, game over. Like, you can't go do that stuff anymore. So I think I'm still convincing myself that that's what's going to happen and I won't be able to do it afterwards, even though I know that that's not the case.
1: Yeah, Yeah, this one straight up gives you a warning. It's like, once you enter this point, you won't be able to do any more upgrades before the final boss fight. So just be aware. Um, but, uh, I really liked the costume I posted on Instagram, uh, there's a costume called Vintage Comic Book, uh, and it makes your Spider-Man look like a cartoon, uh, like, uh, straight out of the comic books and everything else still looks <laughs> photorealistic and it's extremely funny. In addition to the fact that it looks great. Like, is it like I- cell shaded? I saw your pictures, but
2: I can't really tell the difference.
1: Uh, yeah, it's, it's like, it looks like a drawing from a comic book the whole time, like even in motion. Okay. Um, rather than looking like a, a sort of photoreal ish, um, Spider-Man. <laughs> um, And I kind of just wish the whole game looked like that.
0: Yeah. That's like um they did do like a cell shaded Spider Man game at some point not that long ago, right? Was that, that, was, what, um, that was a big fad, really, wasn't it? Shattered Dimensions yeah. was or something?
1: Yeah, it was probably one of those. There was Shattered Dimensions and like Web of Shadows, I think, were the two.
0: Shattered Dimensions <laughs> was actually a pretty good game.
1: I like that you could play
0: as uh Spider Man Noir in that one. That was fun. <laughs> Does he solve like an old timey mystery? <laughs> Yeah. yeah kinda it's That's pretty like good. All of the um, all of the normal Spider-Man villains are like circus sideshow performers, oh, and they're like stealing money from the banks in the city or whatever, and you have to go stop them. It's great.
1: Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was. I unlocked the like the first suit I unlocked in this PS4 Spider-Man game was the Noir suit. It's uh, great.
0: Also, it's the a- fact that Nicolas Cage plays him in uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is amazing.
1: Yeah, extremely good <laughs> casting. Uh, um yep. that movie's good. We're in like the golden age of Spider Man right now. Yeah.
0: I hope they okay. make another they
1: they are making another one, right? They have, currently have plans to do <coughs> another Into the Spider-Verse, yes. Uh, and they just announced that in Spider-Man, the Marvel one, movie one's three, uh, Doctor Strange will be there for some reason.
0: Oh. Well, they gotta get their crossovers in, right? Exactly. Yeah. They gotta do
1: whatever they can to make anyone give a shit about Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to the second of those movies, uh, Matt. I know that you're you were instantly not as soon as you found out about the change in director, uh, yeah. but I was like, I thought the first one had a lot of potential, but was just kind of dull, and the second one being about the multiverse uh, seems exciting.
0: Well, who's the director of the second one again?
1: <laughs> Sam Raimi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god! Don't
2: tell him
0: you'll trigger it all over
2: again. He's gonna. Freak I out. <laughs>
0: thought I thought it was Sam Raimi, but then I'm like, no, Marvel can't be dumb enough to hire. Sam Raimi again. <laughs> <laughs> He's so bad. Every
2: well, movie the thing he is, they've sucks. made they've made so many Marvel superhero movies that all the directors who've ever done one get to do another one because they've gone all the yeah. way
1: around and now <laughs> they're bringing the originals. They're <laughs> bringing John Favreau back to do Namor the <laughs> Submariner. <laughs> Uh, I would watch that. Yeah, no, that would be actually be pretty good.
0: It would be good. I would love if they did a name or the Submariner one where he was constantly obsessed with the Invisible Woman, but she wasn't in the movie. <laughs>
1: Or was she?
0: Oh, man! <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're taking that like extra in the background to the next level. Oh, they're
1: invisible ghosts. <laughs> yeah, and you could not see them not because you weren't paying attention, but because yeah. we hit them too well. How Ooh. great would it be
2: to have a post-credits uh, shot of just... A room, and nothing's happening in it, and that's it. That's the entire shot. There's <laughs> never any tip of your hand that, like, no, something did move because an invisible person picked it up. There's mm-hmm. nothing, and you have to draw your own conclusions. People would go crazy.
1: Yeah. Yep. That's oh, the man. next
0: level of meta content, is just, <laughs> like, giving you a blank canvas on your on which to write your own story.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have- <laughs> Uh we already done our Fantastic Four fan casting? Um, Several times, I think, but we had different yeah, parameters each time. Mm. Yeah. Uh,
0: as long as Jamie Bell plays uh, the thing, that's all I care
1: about. <laughs> Uh, I think that all of the people who want it to be John Krasinski and Emily Blunt are correct. Uh, I would be happy with that, as the the Mr. and Mrs. Fantastic. I
0: guess. John Krasinski... Hmm. This this might be
1: the meanest thing I've
0: ever said on the show.
1: No, go for it. He plays... uh, He's in that Jack Ryan propaganda show. So, that's fine.
0: John Krasinski doesn't look like a smart man. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, is it because he's famous for playing a dope for 10 seasons of dumb TV?
0: He just kinda, he has kind of like a lumbering thick face. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he is very tall and like he seems, I don't know, clumsy? I guess he's never really played any clumsy, but I see him and I'm like, that guy's clumsy. Yeah.
0: He seems normal and fine, but if you were, like, even maybe even more so than, like, fucking Dolph Lundgren as a super scientist or whatever, if you pointed to John Krasinski and was like, that's the smartest inventor in the world, I'd be like, mm, no, no, But But here's,
1: here's the thing, though. Dolph Lundgren is smart in yes. real life. Yes, that's true. <laughs> he has a degree in chemical, he has a master's well, degree in John chemical Krasinski engineering. Probably,
0: I mean, maybe not that smart, but John Krasinski is probably also pretty smart.
1: No, I think he's a career actor and is as dumb as a career actor. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> mm, I don't think so. He's done a lot
2: of diversification into like directing and uh production and stuff.
1: Yeah, that's true. I enjoyed a quiet place well enough. Yep. Uh his his directorial debut, I believe. Um
2: hmm,
0: good for him. I he he studied at the man. Royal Shakespeare Company. He's went to Brown University. Okay. Mm.
1: Did he have he, does he have rich or famous parents? Uh
0: not that I can tell. It doesn't seem like it. A nurse and a doctor were her were his parents. Okay.
1: So like Maybe a little more money than usual, but not famous enough that he would just like get into good schools.
0: Yeah, and when The Office started, it was all like giving young actors a chance who no one
1: had ever heard of, except for okay. Steve Carell. I'm willing to give him a pass <laughs> on this one, then. Yeah, um, I'm saying
0: okay. he's probably he John Krasinski is probably smart, but he doesn't look
1: smart. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, did you did you hear that they cast She Hulk, and it's Tatiana Maslany?
0: Yeah, I heard a lot of people were so mad that it wasn't, um. Alison
1: okay. Brie. Yeah, Alison Brie. Uh, I think Alison Brie <laughs> is probably the obvious choice, but Tatiana Maslany's a good actor, so...
0: Yeah. Right. The thing is, I think Alison Brie, maybe just because I know her so well from Community, but I'm trying to imagine her doing like, a serious job of being She-Hulk, which maybe is
1: the wrong direction they, to go They probably won't anyway. do a serious yeah. version of it. Uh, but like, she got totally jacked to be on that wrestling TV show, I think is yes, part that's of why true. people thought it, it would be good yeah (sighs) well anyway um anyway spider-man what did you do louisa
2: uh you know (laughs) but also i've been having a weird thing since uh quarantine started where i will order something and unless it comes from amazon and they come and put it on my doorstep with an amazon truck it fucking is lost for weeks Mm -hmm. and this seems to be basically for everything and twice now this just happened to me again uh, yesterday Um, twice now something has uh, missed when it was supposed to arrive by over a week so that's when I contact the company and I'm like hi this thing was supposed to arrive more than a week ago and it still isn't here what can I do and both times they've been like oh we're so sorry Uh, the company must have lost it we will send you a new one right away which they do and then the original package shows up sometime
1: after that Uh yeah that that. happened to me when I ordered a like I ordered a cat toy for Gideon and it said it got delivered and it didn't get delivered and then yeah. three months later it just showed up on the doorstep oh man after I <laughs> had already gotten great. a refund. Uh, yeah, I had already gotten the refund, so I gave the second one away to Chris and Leah. Nice. That's nice.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of in a similar situation. Uh, kind of luckily for me, the thing that was just missing was art supplies, and I'm go- always going to need more of those, so I'm mm. just going to keep quiet and keep my double art supplies, I think. There you go. Yep. Yeah. But I feel bad because I want to do things the right way, and I feel like waiting eight days after they said it was going to be delivered and they'd taken the tracking off of the FedEx website, they're like, there's no tracking for this anymore. Uh, right. I felt like like that was the right time to contact them, but then still it showed up the next day. Louisa, so.
0: If taking money out of the pockets of big business isn't the
1: right <laughs> way to do things, I don't know what is. <laughs> Yeah, you're stealing from the rich and giving to the needy, and the rich is that company and the needy is you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I guess I'm more worried that there might be a future situation where I order from the same company, and it gets lost again, because apparently that's extremely likely now, and then I'm like, hi, I didn't get my order again, and they're like, mm, you told us that once already. You're fired. You're not allowed to shop at our website anymore. (laughs) You're fired? Why would they want that? (laughs) Uh... They would think I'm scamming, because I kind of am, in that I am getting double art supplies.
0: Well, but Uh, they know that they are fucking up a lot, because they can tell how many times people are calling like, I didn't get my shit. (laughs)
2: I mean, I uh, hope so, but who knows?
0: If y- if le- Here's what I'll say. If you are calling 1,000% more often than any of their other customers, then they'll think you're scamming. But if they're getting this regularly, they'll know. I guess so. Yeah. It's always
2: that thing, though, where you, wo- you worry that any problem you bring up, the person's going to be able to be like, no, this is your fault.
0: Yeah, that's true. But there's no harm in trying.
2: I guess. And it's worked out, so I guess everything's fine. But uh, it makes me nervous. And I also don't like not getting my stuff. When I order something, I'm like, oh. I spent money on a thing. I'm going to get it soon and I'm excited and then I don't get it soon. And it's depressing.
0: Do you have that rush of guilt after you buy everything on the internet? Anytime you buy something on the internet, you feel horrible and guilty and you have to close the window and walk away so that you don't remember that you just spent money on something. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yep. also
2: this past week I had to go to Target and I knew there were things I needed household things I needed to have yep. and I knew that they would total about $60 so when I checked out and my total and I you know picked up things that I saw when I checked out and my total was $80 I felt so guilty that I was spending yep. 80 whole dollars I'm like no it was really like 20 if you think about it if you think about it logically <laughs> yes. oh
0: man uh, I desperately need to get a new desk for work because the I realized recently one of the reasons I have so many back problems is because i have like my work computer and my personal computer on the same desk and i have to be twisting my body all the time and it's not good so i just need to get a new desk and i have the money and i'm not Like, if I buy the desk, I won't be in a position where I'm using up all of my savings or anything. Like, it's totally fine. I've been spending literally four days with it in my (laughs) cart trying to psych myself up. Like, it's fine. You can spend $180. It's fine. (laughs) It's not a big deal. You can do it. Like, I have not been able to do it
2: yet. Yeah, that's really rough. And then later, if you're like, oh, I really want something, you're like, I just spent $180.
0: Yes. (laughs) Mm, Ah. I think I can do without
1: milk this week. (laughs) Uh, I ordered a lap desk because I was anticipating having to do a lot of working from home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I received six weeks later, uh, about six inch by four inch, uh, maybe half a millimeter thick cutting board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I, okay. uh, I couldn't find the company, uh, mm-hmm. so I filed a dispute on PayPal. And then I got an email today that was like, Oh, you didn't... uh They offered you a refund, but you didn't send it back fast enough, so your dispute is closed. Ugh. Like, I didn't get the emails! It's yeah. been, like... Ah, uh, goddamn it! Damn, get but...
0: Filtered out by your spam, maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe. I went back and looked, and like the emails are there. I just didn't notice them. Uh, uh. So I'm gonna have to call them and be like, "Hey, I ordered one item, and they sent me something else. Yeah. And they offered they offered me like a partial refund initially. I'm like, no. <laughs> I
2: hate that. There's people who can profit off the uh, cracks in between business where they can be like. Yeah, we did send you completely the wrong thing that you didn't order. But then, through technical loopholes, we also don't have to give you a refund. Like, I hate that people are running businesses that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: I, I, like, I still have to send it back and pay for shipping for this thing that I didn't order that yeah. they know I didn't order.
2: Ugh, the
1: worst. <sighs> just, like, yeah. give me my money back and also let me keep this thing. I will <laughs> just throw it in the garbage or something because it's a useless piece of cardboard. Yeah. <laughs> yikes is it wiki time <clears throat> I, I think, think it so. is yes okay i pasted it in the chat we've got digimon we wiki not just yeah have we not this? done this wiki before <laughs> it doesn't look familiar to me i'm looking at it now
0: yeah it doesn't look familiar but i feel like we did a digimon one like a week
1: ago
2: did we just talk about digimon maybe a bunch
1: i just did control f in our document and there's nothing with digimon in the name I still don't
2: understand
0: Digimon as the thing. Yeah, I,
1: guess. Same. I guess we, I guess, Naruto is a lot like Digimon <laughs> if
0: you think about
1: it. <laughs> that is in, true. In, in that it's from the turn of the century and uh, is century? incomprehensible to us.
0: Mm-hmm. The turn of the screw of the century.
2: I like the turn of the screw because, uh, in my mind, that is definitely the title of a Edgar Allan Poe short story. So every time I think of it, I'm like, yeah, Edgar Allan Poe, but it's not. I
0: thought you were going to say it's the title of an Edgar Allan Poe porno. <laughs> yeah, that would work.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the pit and the pendulum. How can we make <laughs> this work? <laughs> uh,
0: every single one of uh, Edgar Allan Poe's story titles could be a porno thing.
2: The Perloid uh, letter. Mm-hmm, you're right.
0: Mm-hmm, it's true. The- Hop frog. Think about it. <laughs>
2: Wasn't that that, uh, Mark Twain?
0: I don't think so. The the Telltale Heart. Yeah, okay.
1: (laughs) How do we horny that up? (laughs) Uh, Uh, That's
0: not... Yeah, Edgar Allan Poe. Hot Frog, I was right. Okay. That's the one where he chains them all up and dresses them up like orangutans. (laughs) Oh, right. The, uh, circus, uh, the uh, circus performers, right? He, no, he's a jester, and everyone makes fun of him for being a, a little person. Yeah. Uh, and he pretends that he doesn't care, but then, like, he invites them all to a costume party and then tricks them into putting on chains.
1: Yeah. How about this? The, uh, a- the ass of Amontillado. Is that anything? <laughs> I
0: mean, I guess. Uh, I mean, Amontillado does sound like
1: a hot guy name. <laughs> yep. Uh, And this is some sort of extremely specific fetish story about bricking someone (laughs) up into the wall.
0: (laughs) Matt, hold on, though. Armand Teado. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh,
2: Was a pop frog in a circus or something and then he gets his other poor people circus performers to help him uh, teach these richos. A oh, lesson I thought that was you're part of it. Right.
0: Yeah, that does sound like that might have been what happens.
2: Because I just remember like a description of uh fancy men and women suddenly screaming in terror because there's a bunch of circus freaks who are like attacking them now. Yeah. You know, standard. <laughs> standard for uh Poe.
0: Yep. I mean he loves a story where somebody gets revenge on rich people. So that's why he's our greatest author.
2: Mm-hmm, it's true. Uh, so the Digimon database, uh, mm-hmm. I am not sure what what it's called because it says Digimon Wiki in a pixelated font, but then it says the Digimon database next to that. So I guess it's both. Um, the background is a black and like bright cobalt blue circuit board kind of looking thing. Yeah, and it says Welcome to the Digimon Wiki, an in depth in depth encyclopedia on all things Digimon, including anime, manga, video games, and toys. Uh, you can contribute. There's 10,979 articles. Not very many. Um, Oh, I thought there was more description, but there's just a featured article on what Digimon are. So, I mean, I guess that helps me.
0: (laughs) So Digimon, unlike Pokemon, Digimon started
1: out as, like, Tamagotchis, right? Yeah, it was Tamagotchis (laughs) for boys. That's cool. <laughs> uh, I had one, and the main thing of it was you could plug it into another, uh, Digimon and, and have them a, fuck. And have a fight. Have them fuck. And the <laughs> fight was sort of like a rock, paper, scissors type of thing, except it was like, you could attack high or attack low, and then the other person had to block high or block low.
0: And when they go high, when they
1: go low, I don't remember, whatever, eggs, Obama, Still with her. <laughs> Full heart, can't Digimon.
2: (laughs) Uh, Picture of the random Digimon. is very good for Halloween, I think. It's called demi Marimon. Don't know anything about it, but it's like a fire ghost with a stitched together mouth. Looks very creepy.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. I bet that this thing digivolves into some sort of, uh, like, bondage polar bear. (laughs) Um, Because all of the evolutions in Digimon are the most insane things I've ever seen in my life.
2: Yeah. There's that theme which Jeff has shared with us recently of uh, how Pokemon evolutions work versus how Digimon evolutions work.
0: Yep. Oh, man, the unevolved version of Mokumon is also very horrifying. It's like a cloud of smoke with uh, with hair that's fire.
1: Yeah, the immediate next form is a candle. Uh, it's like this flame, but on top of a candle that also has a face. Hmm. <laughs> I don't understand. Oh, man. I, I
0: keep on thinking maybe it would be very funny to get into Digimon.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard that some of the games recently were pretty good. Uh, like, Digimon Cyber Sleuth is supposed to be some sort of pretty decent like uh, mystery adventure game. I don't want
0: that. I just want Pokemon, but the evolutions are stupid as hell.
1: Yeah, I don't know if there is one that is just Pokemon. Um, This little flame guy turns into just a human boy in a wizard costume. Yeah,
2: I was just looking at that. I don't like this one bit. He looks like a player character from, like, Pokemon, but he's dressed as a wizard.
1: And then that that human boy turns into some sort of Nazi Dracula. Oh
0: man, (laughs) I don't like this at all. Um, one of the evolutions of this candle monster is called Wedding Mon, and it turns into a wedding cake.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I do like that. All right, I'm back over. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: Jesus. Uh, oh, I found Reverse Wedding Mon. Um, I don't know what makes it different than Wedding Mon. Reverse Wedding Mon is like a woman coming out of a cake. (laughs) I hate all of this.
0: (laughs) Yes. Um what is this? How does this? Okay. Um, so this... the
1: thing with the toys at least was depending on how you raised them, they would turn they could have like branching into different forms.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Uh, so that seems to have carried over to the rest of the franchise as well. Uh, so you would always start with a little blob and that little blob would turn into a medium blob and then the medium blob could turn into like a little rabbit or a little dinosaur or like some other thing and then there mm-hmm. were I think like 16 different endpoints over the course of, like, four or five evolutions.
0: I like that That's a lot. Good. And I'm looking now, like, there's stuff in here like fusion forms where you can have two Digimon fused together to make a better Digimon, like this Wedding Cake one. Um, mm-hmm. that rules. I love that. That sounds cool as hell. Uh, it is extremely unfortunate that every single one of these have to end with the word, with mon, because mm-hmm. it sounds like you have some kind of speech impediment.
1: Yeah. yeah. it's 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 got big uh, Captain N Mega Man vibes. <laughs> yes.
0: Or like that weird alien from Doctor Who that had
1: to say "Chon" at the beginning of every sentence. <laughs> remember that? No. No. I'm glad I don't remember it. <laughs> I'm upset at how many of the Digimon are just men, just adult men.
2: Yeah, me also. There's Sk- too many human
1: ones. Skullmon is just
0: a guy. <laughs> counterpoint, humans have original sin and deserve to be imprisoned, whereas animals are innocents and they do not deserve to
1: fight to be forced to fight each other. Yeah, that's true. We mm. should be the ones trapped in the digital world. I was yeah. kind of
2: angling earlier for Jeff to do a Jeff uh, Kowalski meme explainer, but he didn't mm. do it, so if people aren't familiar with the idea of how ridiculous Digimon evolutions are, uh, this meme showed a kitten that turns into, like, a I don't even remember what the middle one was. But then the third one was a fancy refrigerator with a machine gun on it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, whereas, to contrast with Pokemon, it was like a kitten to a wild cat to a tiger. Yeah.
0: Um, Here's the Yeah, thing sorry.
1: That- I, I didn't remember the details of the meme, so I didn't <laughs> explain it.
0: Here's the thing that's fucking me up. I keep on seeing these... Digimon. And I'm like, you know what? Let's do this. I got a random page. And my random page was Calendamon. Okay. Who is Uh, a desk
1: calendar. Yep. He's a
0: desk calendar, (laughs) which is extremely good. (laughs) Um, And I desperately want to play a Pokemon game where I can have one of my monsters be a desk calendar, a very angry desk calendar. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at this article now and maybe... Maybe it's. Be- is this a fandom wiki? Like a, a um, fan fiction thing, or is it all actual?
1: No, it's all I actual things. Know. This yeah. appears to have uh, come out in Digimon Universe Apple Monsters Cyber Arena.
0: Yes, but is that a video game or a manga? Good question.
1: Uh, it's a demo of Digimon Universe Appla Monsters.
2: It has a voice actor for this character.
1: Which is. Oh, it's a 3DS video game Uh, because all of the
0: ones that we were looking at before, like the Wedding Cake one, which is still the best thing, and I want it so bad, (laughs) Uh, when I looked at, like, appearances, they were all just manga. Like, you can't do this in a video game, but this is what it would look like if you could. Like, what? No! You can't do that. You can't have manga-exclusive video game characters.
1: There seemed to be a somewhat recent, like, 2016 anime called Digimon App Monsters. And oh, he's no. from that, and the calendar is one of the app monsters.
0: Oh, like, to there's a Digimon for every app on your phone?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what it looks like. That's... Good actually. Like, I the like
0: that.
1: D- one, the, one, the two on the box are, are like little cats with helmets, and the helmet on one of them is a magnifying glass, and the helmet on the other is the power icon. Hmm. Those are two things that a phone could do. Search I'm or now, turn off.
0: I'm now it's, looking uh, up what Digimon game I should play.
2: I'm confused because this calendar I'm on looks like a um standard like a small notebook that each page is a calendar, but it's also got fancy like uh, charging cable arms, because it's digital somehow. I mean, I guess because it's a digital monster, but it's not, though. <laughs> like, why would you yeah. need to power this thing or connect it up to anything? But, it's paper.
0: But it it's animate. Right,
2: but what...
1: What if you have to charge uh, it? <laughs>
2: as, a, as a calendar, what do you need to plug it in for? You just turn the pages with your head because they're paper.
1: But, 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 like, what if you have to charge the monster?
0: It, oh, it's man. got little legs to move around. Yeah. Yes, but I don't like it, is what I'm saying. Well... That's fine. I like it. I mean, it's
2: like if you had, um, you know, the brave little toaster, like, oh, he's a toaster and he's got a charging cable, like, fine. But if it was, like, a notebook, and then you're like, and it's got a charging cable, I'd be like, wait,
1: why, though?
0: Yeah, that's true. But he- he's not just a notebook. He's a he's a cyber notebook with legs.
1: <laughs> I could f- I could fall so deep into this wiki because I still don't know what Digimon is. Yeah,
0: really. I'm, I'm <laughs> s- diving deep now to find what Digimon games I should play first.
1: Wisemon. It appears to be uh, someone in, I guess, vaguely stereotypical uh, Middle Eastern dress floating over an open book.
2: Great. What?
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was just still going through the evolutions of, like, uh, the flame Wizardmon? monster. Yeah. yeah. This Miz- Wizardmon becomes Wisemon, who appears to be, I guess, like a. Like a fakir or something,
0: right? Uh,
1: he. He looks like a tall Jawa. (laughs) And
0: then he evolves into Piedmon, who I guess is the Pied Piper? Hmm. Or, like, some kind of, like, maypole dancer? (laughs) Oh
1: my god. Yeah, the article even says it's a strange-looking and elusive Digimon that is completely shrouded in mystery. Great. Christ, I hate Digimon now.
0: (laughs) I can't tell. I I feel like literally everything I click on, I jackknife between thinking it's the greatest thing I've ever seen and thinking that it's terrible and I hate it.
1: Too many of these look like Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yeah.
0: But Yu-Gi-Oh cards look
1: cool, though. No, they don't, Matt. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I love how angry you got from that. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! is very popular to play in the cafeteria uh, when you got to school, but school hadn't started yet mm-hmm. um, when I was in high school. Mm. I
0: feel like it is telling. I'm looking now at all these lists of the best uh, Digimon games to try to figure out which one to play, mm-hmm. and every single one isn't just like the best Digimon games. They're all, here are the five best and five worst Digimon games. And I think people really want to point out that so many of the
1: Digimon games are so shitty. Uh, I think Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth is the one that you want to play.
0: Is it? In what (laughs) way am I... Digimon Story Detective Pikachu. Am I a sleuth? (laughs) Like... Is it? What is the game of it? I don't have to solve dumb shit like, "Hey, this weird pastel dinosaur like lost his cookie or whatever." Dumb shit, right?
1: Uh, it doesn't look like you play as children. I think you play as maybe the grown-up versions of the kids from the original Digimon uh or just some unrelated grown-ups perhaps um plot i don't care about this there's so much where's gameplay <laughs> uh so you can get digimon and you can t- turn them into other digimon perfect that's what you want
0: that's true uh mm-hmm. you
1: can farm digimon i don't know what that does okay. um so they have- like it might be a pervert thing they have stats they have hp sp attack defense intelligence and speed
0: okay this is good i like it's- this
1: Cam is another one that they have. It maxes out at 100, uh, and it makes cam. them more likely to do combos. Okay, uh, fine. And Abby I thought it had
0: something to do with taking pictures of them, like that dumb mini game in Pokemon.
1: Oh, no, <laughs> uh, it's all your Digimon can become Cam girls.
0: <laughs> that's what I thought it was, and that's horrifying. No, especially because so many of them are just humans.
1: Uh, you can fight wild Digimon and capture them. Um, okay. There is a battle system. Yeah, this seems to be a uh, basically a Pokemon, Pokemon, but Digimon.
0: Yeah. Okay. They're are- on the switch. That's the next. Question. Yes,
1: it's on the switch, and no. so is its sequel, uh, Digimon yes. Story Cyber Sleuth Hacker's Memory. Oh, oh my no. goodness! This is my life. <laughs> I'm going to do this.
2: So I found that uh, for most Digimon, there are six Digivolution levels. Mm-hmm, that's, that's too good. many. There are no. That's what I want. Pokemon.
0: Here's what I want. Here's the all of the problems I have with Pokémon and how they could be solved maybe by Digimon. Okay. I want there to be less Pokémon that have more layers of getting good. <laughs> okay. Like... I don't I don't need there to be eight hundred Pokemon and each of them go from being level one to level two and then they're done. I want four Pokemon that can get to level five hundred. Do you know what yeah, I mean? It, yeah.
1: You want you want a Pikachu that eventually becomes like Zeus, the okay. god of thunder. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, here are the levels for the people who don't know. Fresh which is also called Baby in Training 1, Training 1 or Infancy 1, Childhood 1 or Baby 1, in Training, in Training 2, Training 2 or Infancy 2, Childhood 2, Baby 2, Rookie, Champion, Ultimate, and Mega.
0: I love this. Okay, I'm. Bu- <laughs> hold on, I need to buy Digimon
1: Story Cyber Sleuth on my Switch real quick. Okay, um, it also is on the PlayStation 4 and the PC, I believe.
0: Yeah, I, I've been looking for something that I can play on my Switch for when I'm, like,
1: out and about. So mm.
0: this is it. This is happening.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I might have Cyber Sleuth on the Vita. I should double-check my Vita. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got a random page, so I have shared it with you there. I got Gallery for Beowulfmon, <laughs> which is very upsetting Oh, to me. I love
1: this. This <sighs> is great. All right.
2: So this is, as we've talked about, a Pokemon who's just a guy. This is a guy who's wearing vaguely uh, Germanic armor, but it's all robot armor, but it's meant to look vaguely Germanic, and he has a giant double-bladed sword, and his armor is wolf-themed.
1: Uh yes. we should specify, it's not like a single blade that has two edges, it is two single-edged blades next to each other.
2: Yeah, like those knives that help you cut the perfect slice of bread, <laughs> he's got yes. those. Yes. Uh, he has golden claws at the end of his uh, arm armor, and mm-hmm. his... That's my favorite
0: golfer, the Golden Claw. His
2: human-looking white person head is half-covered with a robot wolf head.
0: I like his weird wolf visor. This is great, actually.
2: (laughs) I hate this. This is a guy. This isn't a a, a little monster that you uh, Mm -hmm. battle with. It's a man.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he has a wife and kids, for sure. (laughs) Uh, I'm thinking, like, maybe I want to get some of the Digimon toys. Oh, uh, Louisa, no. you're next.
2: We're all falling into this. <laughs> I wonder what's gonna get me. Nothing so far.
1: Maybe I'll be safe. Maybe I want one of these virtual pets. Although I did order, and I have sitting still in its package, the um, Tama Tamagotchi, and I have oh, not yeah. opened it. So. Oh,
2: man! You gotta take care of him. He's so sad.
1: Yeah, well, I haven't even turned it on yet, so he's fine. <laughs>
2: The only way to win is not to play with that game.
1: Ooh, yeah, got him. Um, Yeah, Yeah, until uh, the Digimon is
0: born, it's not alive, right? Is that a thing? mm -hmm. Sure. Uh,
1: Yeah, I want one of these uh, Digivices. (laughs) I'm pretty sure this virtual pet... No, it didn't quite predate Pokémon. I think it came out in the U.S. before Pokémon.
0: Wait, you're telling me that the Tamagotchi ones work? Around before Pokemon, a, vid- a real ass video game?
1: Uh, the Tamagotchi ones were first released in 97, so that's the year after Pokemon hit Japan and the year before it hit the US. Wow. Um. um so they probably arrived in the US before, which is why I had the perception in my mind that they predated Pokemon entirely. Hmm. It seems like it should. Like, it seems like making a Tamagotchi would be a
0: lot easier than making a full ass. Game Boy game. Although, in their defense, Pokemon Red and Blue wasn't much more than a Tamagotchi. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> that's true. It, it makes me mad that this uh, Gudetama toy I got is not called Gude Tamagotchi because Tama means egg, and that's why mm. Tamagotchis are called that. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I just had to get that out. No, yeah, No, I'm, Yeah, it's good that you did that. Thank you. Um, uh, did, did I get a random page? I, yeah, clicked, I clicked random somewhere.
0: I'm looking so, at a list of all the posts... I'm sorry, I'm d- distracting, but that's fine. Um, I just forgave myself for doing it. Um,
2: <laughs> the- Wild filibustering to make sure no one else had the chance yep, to forgive exactly. you or disagree.
0: I'm, I'm looking at a list of all of the uh, Digimon that are in this Cyber Sleuth game that I'm going to start playing later today, and the first, like, no lie, I'm still scrolling... Uh, 23 of them are just different colored blobs of goo.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's how all of them start, is they're all different slimes that turn into a man. Yep. I would like I to
2: point out that while Beowulfmon, I did click over to the actual page and not just the gallery, while that looked like a person wearing uh, ridiculously fanciful robot armor, mm-hmm. the next level up is a robot uh, wolf, I guess, maybe fox. Uh, they've completely gotten rid of any kind of human uh, sentiment. Uh, a robot fox that has an arm that's a giant flamethrower, one that's a machine gun, two scythe blades, and then jet wings. <laughs> That aspect. sounds
0: friggin'
1: awesome. <laughs> no, I do it's
0: think not. it's very funny that whoever was doing this probably did not speak English and didn't understand that Beow- the word the wolf part of Beowulf is not referencing the animal wolf. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because there's so much wolf imagery in this, and that has absolutely nothing to do with uh, Beowulf.
1: There seems to be a, like... Um, a, like section of anime creators who really, really love uh using German words. Yes. Like mm-hmm. like uh all of Beowulf Mond's uh attacks are German words, is Weihander and Licht Ungriff, yeah, Uh and like that I don't know what's up with that. I hope it's not a Nazi thing. Yeah, I'm but... very
2: suspicious. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> but but it's also like it's very interesting because a lot of the times when a uh a piece of Japanese media decides like we're going to use a bunch of words from a different language, it's always a language that has a bunch of sounds that you can't easily make in Japanese.
2: <laughs> yes, that's very true.
1: <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why it's so fascinating to them. It's forbidden fruit. Yeah, maybe. Oh <sighs> uh, man. Oh, I'm I got so a... excited
0: to play this game. Okay, sorry, go
1: on. <laughs> yeah, no. Let us know how it is next week. You actually have and or will do homework, so yes. that's yes. fun. Yep. Uh, I got a page called Fan, Rise Phoenix Mon, and this is a fan Digimon. Oh, this is a fan so they creation. do have fan ones on here. It's nice it's that they uh, the flagged it.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Rise Phoenix Mon is a cyborg Digimon who's... Hold on. Are some of these supposed to be organic?
0: Um, I mean a I lot of these puddles all digital. Of, a lot of these puddles of goo look very organic to me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like, I thought they were all computer programs, though, so it seems insane to me that you'd specify that one is a cyborg.
0: Well, okay, I wonder if there's... Oh, look, there's a list of types. Okay, hold on, I'm clicking on it. Uh, they're all
1: cybernetic organisms if they're from the digital world.
2: Yeah, they are all. They were all found in a computer in 1997. That's
1: what it said on the main page. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to... <laughs> I read that, and it still is funny that you, like, you to just say it that way. Yep. So,
0: I, there's not, I can't find a list of types, but there are types such as reptile type, insect type, ancient insect type, uh, wizard type, demon man type. <laughs>
1: I think that these are, like, when you look in the Pokedex and it says, like, Pikachu is the electric mouse Pokemon, Mm. I think that is what this is, rather than being, like, an elemental type.
0: Yeah.
2: Fine. Uh, This page tells me that the strongest metal is Chrome Digizoid, so... That's good to
1: know. Oh, if you were wondering, wow. what's that? Good to know. Yep. Uh, now we can finally Jesus. build that uh, space elevator. <laughs> yep. Rise Phoenix Mon has several attacks. Rising Nova, Searing Vortex, Phoenix Wingblade, and Plasmatic Storm. Its next forms are Exalt Phoenix Mon and Fall bird raman <laughs> uh, <laughs> And Falberto Falberto Ramon does not have a page. Uh, It's a red link.
2: I'm disappointed that no one has tried to draw these fan creations because apparently you can draw them as easy as going a bird and there's some fire and it's a tank. Also, like you can just do that.
1: Got a machine gun. Yep. Uh, Oh boy, I found. I don't think it's a drawing of this one, but I looked up in quotes that, and there's a lot of fan drawings of Digimon that I'm hating to look at. If you I'm put in your name and the
2: word Digimon will you get um, yeah, <laughs> like the uh, the hedgehog yeah, no thing man.
1: doing that right now nope i'm finding pictures of some guy named Jeff who works on Digimon
0: um i'm i'm clicking through evolutions of different uh goo puddles that i found and one of them is no like... you're going
1: to spoil it for yourself Matt.
0: <laughs> no it's great there's one <laughs> that is like i guess a demon-type goo puddle, and it branches off in a lot of different ways, but I just ended up on one called Skull Satan-mon. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Hell yes. Uh And he is like a... Cyber Devil, man. It's great.
2: <laughs> I kind of like the etymology of Pokemon, where sometimes the word used is an English word and it means something similar to what you're seeing, but it's not quite the same, and then you can kind of look into it and realize, oh, you know, this was a Gaelic word, and meant this, and they've used it for this, swamp, whatever. But here it's just exactly what you're thinking of in the most basic dull terms, just the beginning of each word. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's great. Sword Lion Mon. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a lion with a big sword.
2: But it would have to be like Swore Lion Mon. Like, not the whole word sword, but then you wouldn't be able to pronounce it.
1: Yeah. yeah. I like Skull Satan Who's He rules. Yeah, he's so good. <laughs> he looks like a uh, heavy metal album cover.
0: It looks like if Dr. Wily tried to create Satan himself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, pretty good. Uh, are we done talking about Digimon until Yeah, I wanna go play we... Digimon yeah.
2: now. <laughs> oh man. I'm glad I didn't get incepted by this, uh, <laughs> wiki, like both of Maybe my it's more
0: insidious did. for you, like the ring, and in like four days you're gonna have an overwhelming thirst to drink Digimon. <laughs> Maybe.
2: Yeah got to crack into that original computer and get those 1997 Pokemon
0: up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to the show. If you liked it, please rate and review us on iTunes and be sure to tell your friends about the show so that we can continue to grow. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at HackTheNetPod, or you can join our Discord and talk to us directly by sending any of us a message on social media. You can find me on Mastodon
1: at Matt Heron at Mastodon.online. I'm also on Mastodon, Mastodon.social slash at JeffJK. JeffJK on Snapchat and Instagram as well.
2: I'm on Mastodon. You can find me at louisa at mastodon.xyz.
1: All right, guys.
0: Well, this is going to be great, Um, (laughs) and I'll talk about it next week, maybe, unless I get bored of it today, which is also possible. Uh, So anyway, anyway, everyone enjoy your week. Have a a great one. We'll see you back here next week. In the meantime, now you're playing
1: with power. Have yourselves a boshi week. (laughs) Do your job. Oh, sorry. Hi, and welcome to Hack. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, go ahead.
0: (laughs) I was waiting. I was holding my breath. You really took the wind out of my sails there. Okay, It's fine. This is all going in the show, isn't it? (laughs) Probably. Now that you've (laughs) said that, it sure is. Dang it. Okay.